Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Mariah Muhammad, a writer and reporter for Becker's Healthcare, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be moderating today's conversation. Today, we're joined by Dipali Narula, Chief Operating Officer for Conifer Health Solutions, to discuss the current landscape of revenue cycle management in healthcare. Dipali, thank you so much for joining us. I'm very excited to dive in. To get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself and sharing a bit about your background and role? Thanks, Mariah. I'm excited to join you today. So a little bit about Conifer Health as well as my background. High level, Conifer Health provides end-to-end -end revenue cycle point solutions across hospitals and physician practices. Uh, we also have service line that does value-based care uh, solutions that includes financial risk management and population health. At the end of the day, what that means is it really helps on uh, optimizing financial performance for health systems, as well as physician practices, improve their business outcomes, as well as health experience for both the health systems and the patients. I, in my role as Chief Operating Officer for Conifer, I am responsible for performance. I oversee all of operations and support functions globally that support our teams. And prior to joining Conifer, I spent a number of years in consulting supporting healthcare payers, providers, and healthcare tech companies, providing guidance and direction on strategic as well as operational uh, improvement agendas for the organizations. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that information on your role and your organization. So during a special uh, special session at Becker CEO and CFO Roundtable in, in November, you and your colleague, Ben Gerald, Vice President of Operations at Conifer Health Solutions, discussed current challenges in healthcare revenue cycle management. Can you offer a quick overview of those key issues for our listeners today? Sure. As I synthesize it, I think there are four key challenges uh, that are really uh, that we are really focused on. Number one is the reimbursement delays and errors. And what that means is that due to there are so many manual processes, uh, lack of standardization, different folks doing different things that may be not dedicated people, that it does lead to a lot of reimbursement delays and errors. Uh, the second one is there are very much systemic process defects that are uh, that have become part and parcel of the revenue cycle management. And what that means is there are changes that happen so frequently that they're not codified on different sides of the organization. And it does, it does create denials in the system. It does create recurring denials and problems that we got to really address on a very timely basis. Um, the third thing I would say is really it has become uh, the friction due to whether it is the complications, the changes that are happening so rapidly, as well as the lack of transparency in terms of getting the details on, uh, for instance, for denials data, uh, it just adds to a lot of friction within the organizations. Uh, and the last thing is uh, it's becoming costly and time consuming. We have to go through the process as you go through the claims to the appeals, and it takes a long time to go through the process and follow follow it along. And all of this really, uh, at the end of the day, causes gaps as you think about it from a revenue cycle management perspective for the organizations. Got it, got it. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us that insight into RCM. 
Again, at uh, Becker CEO, CFO Roundtable, you also mentioned the importance of scorecards, feedback loops, and other process uh, improvement tactics in RCM. Can you say a little more about these tools and any other resources or best practices you personally recommend to finance leaders as they you know, begin to address some of the issues we've discussed? Sure. So uh, through years of, as we have refined the processes here at Conifer, we have developed a comprehensive set of principles and indicators that we track very diligently. What that means is I'll start with scorecards. Uh, scorecards to me is transparency in a factual way. Uh, it takes the emotions out of everything. And there are, as you know, revenue cycle management is very much um, all teams, uh, even across within the organization, all teams need to work together. And it's important to provide that metrics in a very factual way so that, like you said, like I said, it takes the emotions out of it and uh, really keeps the focus on performance, really keeps the focus on what needs to be improved so that we can continue to be better. And um, so scorecards is the first step. The second step is how do you ensure that you have continuous feedback loops? Um, for example, uh, a patient comes in and even in the front end, what happens at the front end? Did we get the eligibility check? What happens to them when they move to, through the case management and through the entire process? When we find that if there are gaps in the process, how do we make sure that we are feeding that information back to the right team so that it doesn't happen the next time. And for that, feedback loops are really critical. Uh, at the end of the day, it's the AR function on the back end that really sees it, but they need to feed it back to, for example, folks in the facility on the front end side to make sure that they are, if there is a gap that was missing, how do you make sure that that information is being fed back? So pretty critical. How do you use those scorecards? And that's where really it leads to success is when that information is fed back and it's, it's actually transparent and everyone feels accountable, which uh, leads to the third point in terms of engagement and accountability across different teams is extremely, extremely critical. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough at the end of the day you're working with people, and when you have that piece, important to make sure that we have the connection of make sure that the teams are talking to each other and how are we going to hold them accountable, set the targets at that level. So, for instance, we have targets set at every team level to say, this is what was expected, did we deliver? If not, let's figure out where did we fall, fall short and go fix it. And every team takes pride in that and they're accountable for it. That's those to me in terms of the scorecards, feedback loops, and third, the engagement and accountability are pretty critical to have those run very smoothly um, to make sure that we can address the problems that are described with you. Yeah, definitely. It definitely sounds like something that is essential to have within these organizations. And looking to the next few years, what major shifts or changes do you expect to see in RCM? Uh, how do you think healthcare organizations can prepare? So um, I think there are a uh, couple of things that I can uh, I can see that really 
change over the next couple of years. I know everyone is talking about AI and what influence it will have. I do think we as an industry need to do a lot more than what we have done in the past. And I think AI will have a big influence in that in terms of how do healthcare organizations interact with that data to help us get better and faster improvements. I think that's going to be critical. The second piece I do think it's going to be uh, important for us to keep an eye on is as the, uh, the complexity, the regulation is going to continue to evolve and how you keep pace with that is going to be critical. So to me, there are a couple of ways that organizations can prepare. Uh, so for example, on AI side, as we look at the changes, what are the specific, uh, uh, I know we talk about AI and I am, uh, I will say that, that it's important to make sure that it's not the new shiny penny that you're going after, but very specific, starting to think about what are the use cases that will actually drive improvement and performance. In there are language models, for example, what Conifer is doing. We have started to look at language models. We have started to look at how do we continue to take automation to the next level? How do we start to take the prediction piece that we already have the models? How do we start to think about that differently? Those are the kind of very specific use cases that I think are going to be important that impacts revenue cycle directly making sure to do that in an effective way, I think it can make really, really big difference to the industry as we go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us that information. And Dipali, before I let you go, is there anything else our listeners should know? Uh, sure. I do think uh, when we talk about the, Mariah, the question that you asked and the trend and as we think about it, I do believe that expertise and a partnership will become more relevant in the future just based on a number of factors. I think number one, I think it's gonna be important to have an integrated holistic tech stack. What that means is the rapid integration of advanced technologies such as artificial intelligence that we talked about, machine learning, it will be important. It's not Many organizations will probably probably do as, as a side project. I think the integration becomes really, really critical in a scalable way. Otherwise, you don't see the benefit of that technology uh, and how do you use this in a compliant way. The second piece, I think uh, the uh, interdisciplinary collaboration, and what I mean by that is the communication that is required across different uh, diverse healthcare leaders and across different teams is going to become pretty critical. And how do you benefit out of that and uh, is going to be important to take advantage of new technologies. And then the third piece also I alluded to before, but navigating that regulatory landscape, it is getting complex by the day. There are stringent regulations uh, and evolving policies that we got to make sure that we are compliant while going through the journey of the innovation is very critical. That's why I said that these three factors, I think partnerships become even more critical because 
to do this well, you have to do it at scale. And to keep up with the industry, you have to do it at scale. Otherwise, you don't see the benefit and you don't see the improvement in margins, which is very important to make sure that health systems can do what they do best, which is taking care of the patients. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time and a great discussion today and for those final thoughts. We really appreciate you coming on Becker's Healthcare. Well, thank you so much. Yes, of course. And to tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare, please visit our podcast page on www.beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you again to Polly. Thank you.